Hi there. Can I talk to you for a little bit? You have to come inside right now. There were four of them. What did we say? You shouldn't make things up when we're talking about... Can you open the door, please? They're breaking in! Fuck oh, you, baby. We're not here to hurt you. But you have to stay here in the cabin with us. Families throughout history have been chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice one of the three of you to prevent the apocalypse. We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. It's really happening. Sweetheart, close your eyes. Will you make a choice? You have to somehow trust us. We're normal people just like you. It doesn't matter. None of us believe you. We will never choose anyone. The rule is that no one's allowed to leave until you choose. Do you really think it's all just a coincidence? I have to believe that! My son is gonna die. His name is Charlie. As a mother, I am begging you. You're the only one who can stop this. Andrew, I saw something. There was something in the light. And I feel it now. chance to decide the fate of everyone. Time's running out on the world. I'm scared. There is nothing more flawed and perfect in this world than our family. Please make a choice. Always together. Always together. I will ask for the last time. Will you make a choice? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official review for Knock at the Cabin. Before we get into everything with the review, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team, aka my Cinemania Nightmares crew. We are joined first from the Cinemania World team and the Cinemania Nightmares show. We have Jordy. Jordy, hello. How are you? Hello. Good. Excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, it's very good to have you here on the show as always. And we are joined from the Cinemania World team and the Nightmare Show. We have Tyler. Tyler, hello. What's up, my friend? How's it going? It's exciting to talk some more M. Night Shyamalan. I think this was like literally the exact same crew for the last M. Night Shyamalan film. Because then we also talk old together, all three of us. Oh, yeah. oh, I think we did. Oh, my God. I don't even know how you remember. I forgot. It's, it's Destiny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, is it? Now I'm going back and like seeing. That is crazy. But um, yeah, it's very, very good to have you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that's Jordy. That was like your first show. Special yeah, guest, Jordy. It was very early. <laughs> And oh so I think this this one will be a more pleasant review, I think. Yeah. So um <laughs> it's very good to have you got have you both here to talk about Knock at the Cabin. This is the newest M. Night Shyamalan movie, everyone, and the bio is as follows. 
uh, per IMDb. While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. And the trailer kind of says this pretty clearly, too, as well. Uh, of course, it stars Dave Bautista and his first leading role in a while. I mean, I can't recall the last one that we've had with Dave Bautista, but, you know, it's, uh, of course, it was written by M. Night Shyamalan as well. Stars Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Rupert Grint. Um, okay, so let's get into the review here. I would love to get you guys' thoughts first before we dive into everything. Let's get your thoughts on the movie. Jordy, what did you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a little different than kind of what I was expecting it to be, um, which was a good thing. Um, It's interesting because Old was another adaptation that he had done of, I believe, was it a graphic novel? Um, and I, I believe so, yeah. I believe yeah. it was a graphic novel. And I I hated that movie. I, I hated it so much. <laughs> um, so I was a little nervous going into it because I'm like, here it is again. Like, he's adapting something. How will he do? Um, yeah. But I loved it. I love that they started, you know, it off right away with when meeting Leonard, Dave Batista's character, um, and kind of mm-hmm. really all of a sudden like diving into everything. Um, there are, are a couple of things I wasn't like such a big fan of, kind of how right. they how they did more of like the build up to the end. Um, but overall, mm-hmm. I thought it had a lot of great performances. I was kind of on the edge of my seat at some of the like tenser moments. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a a really great film it's probably one of my favorites of m night since probably wow. split from the visit mm-hmm. i think i would rank this pretty high on my list i yeah i i actually agree but let's let's get let's get some thoughts from um from tyler here because i rewatched old as well and ooh, it does not hold up Come on. i think on the review i was like yeah you know it's all right. <laughs> I, I, I was I was on the fence about it too. I thought it, it's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like the, I mean that's just kind of the feeling in general. I think with a lot mm-hmm. of M Night Shyamalan films because he's just such a divisive filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of continuing into this film because there's definitely a lot that I enjoyed about the film, but it it definitely has uh, I guess the Shyamalan isms. It definitely right. suffers from that in some categories, but still, I thought it was a pretty strong film in general. I mean, the story itself was very fascinating. It was really tense. It was one of those, like you, you know, like Jordy said, it was one of those nail biting, you know, white knuckle on the edge of your seat kind of experiences at times. And most of this film mm-hmm. is set at one central location, and I thought it was really effective the way that Shyamalan put this film together to keep that tension high, being in pretty much one central location. Uh, but it is. But it was interesting because the writing here, Shyamalan usually writes stuff alone, and this was like one of the few times he wrote. He actually had other people help with the writing, so maybe that was a big assist. But there's definitely the M Night Shyamalan that we all know with some of the dialogue exchanges. But um, I really enjoyed it, and Dave Bautista. I hope this is like a launching pad for bigger dramatic roles for him because I, I was really impressed by him in this. Yeah, I 100% agree. I Yeah, I had a good time. I didn't think, going into it, I was definitely very, very excited, but I wasn't, I was kind of expecting like something a little bit more weirder than what we got here. It was still very, very weird, but it wasn't to the point that I was 
it wasn't to the point that I was expecting going into it, but like coming out of the movie, I thought it was really, really solid. Um, I loved Dave Bautista here. I think this is one of my favorite roles from him. Um, I thought he did such a great job here. And again, he just continues to raise the bar as for someone being, you know, being a, a wrestler turned actor. We don't really get a lot of, I mean, we don't really have a lot of them. Obviously, we have like three major stars who are who came from the wrestling world, you know, as in like The Rock, of course, is number one. And then John Cena more recently and now uh, Dave Bautista. But I just think Dave Bautista takes like his the roles that he's been taking lately and the range that he shows. Um, I thought he was really good here. And he was very believable as the leader of this group, as the kind of vulnerable kind of soft leader he wasn't really aggressive really in the movie he was very calm kind of calming and that was kind of awkward to because you have such a big guy <laughs> who's who's so who's so calm and trying to keep everything at you know at bay i thought that all worked really well so um yeah i definitely i definitely had a good time with the movie um i thought it was i thought it, i thought it was pretty good i I think, of course, it's a it was a little predictable in parts. Um, I I never read this book that it's based on, but um, I think the what's the title of the book? I think the title of the book's kind of better than the title of the movie. Somebody yeah. was saying that, and I was like, like, I kind of agree. It's like the cabin at the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Nice. Why do you change it? I mean, knock at the cabin is all right, but like, knock at the cabin definitely felt feels more like a paranormal kind of title mm-hmm. than you know what we got here. I, but I, I it's, yeah. that's a small. I, I, I think of a cabin in the woods. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I thought the movie was I thought the movie was really really a lot of fun. I, I feel like fun is the wrong word, but I just it's a pretty bleak movie. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's really dark <laughs> and it's a lot of themes that they're tackling here. But I I, I say I will say I had a good time watching it. The tension was really really well done here too. It's, um, it's funny you say that because I I had a hard time saying that with Infinity Pool. I was like, it's a fun movie. Like actually, no, <laughs> no, it's not actually, but. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Jory, going back to you, as far as performances go, what did you think about the like the the ensemble here that we had? Yeah, I mean, like you guys were saying, I think Batista really shined in this one. Shown, shined. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, you know, I was listening to some interviews with him too, and he was just talking about this being a film that he felt he could kind of take his acting skills to a new level and try different things and this really allowed him to kind of flex his skills and I think you can tell I feel like he he just feels like a very passionate performer and I think in this like you were saying he's such a big guy and (laughs) I almost was like nervous that in the movie they were gonna be like oh yeah he's actually like this rough and tough like I don't know, ex-prisoner, like something, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's but not. Yeah, he's, it was like, you know, <laughs> he says, yeah, like, you know, he teaches kids. He's like a second grade teacher. And I think like even in his performance, he feels very kind and genuine and soft. And like you you want to trust him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like these are the four people with these weapons. So even just, just him alone kind of like played with your – I don't know, your mind of like, do you trust these people, what they're saying or not? And I also think um, Ben Aldridge, who plays Andrew, Mm -hmm. one of the fathers, Mm -hmm. he was great. 
Like I, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. Not that I can think of, but I his performance. I know Jonathan Goff. That's straight out of a uh, yeah, straight out of um, Mindhunter. Yeah, and like yep. <laughs> I love like everything he's been in. I you know Hamilton, everything. Like I think mm-hmm. he's great. Um, so I was expecting a good performance from him, but I think right. yeah, Ben just kind of like came out and I was like, wow, this guy's like really hitting me in my feels. I thought the I thought the I can't find the name right here, but I thought the uh, the daughter was really good too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I liked all the performances actually. Uh, the performances were really really good here. Like everyone kind of had to be predict not predictable. Everyone had to be believable mm-hmm. in what they were doing here, and um, it's not really complex kind of performances. But I thought everyone here shined in their own way. Like every, the four people of the group, even with minimal screen time that they do have, like that was done really well and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I, I just, I just, my one, my one kind of nitpick, I would say that the movie does feel very kind of straight with the, with the concept that it is, it still felt very straightforward and it wasn't, I feel like, you know, it just it I, I saw a lot of the things coming, especially with how like if they say no to something, you show what they, they it was kind of it was kind of like a formulaic with how they mm-hmm. were doing the whole oh, if you say no, a hundred thousand people or close to that range is gonna start dying. So they would show it and then it would go back to like can you make a choice? And then you say no, and then another hundred you know what I mean? So it kept it, it kept true. becoming a little predictable in that sense but by the end i think by the end they still do some things to surprise you and we'll get into like uh the ending and stuff like that at the end of this review but yeah i but other than that i i, I had a really good time with it uh what did you think about some of the performances as well tyler including with that i was definitely impressed by dave batista you know you and i are both big fans of him from his wrestling days and now he's like a full-fledged mm-hmm. actor and i think among like the wrestlers that have become actors, I think he is showing the most range. I think he showcased the most range in all of his roles. I mean, he's not the biggest draw of the three, but I think he is the one with the most potential as far as exploring more roles in the future. And I was really impressed with it just because his character, you know, we mentioned it before, he's this big dude and he's, you know, intimidating Mm -hmm. visually, but in the, in the, context of the film he is going through a lot of different emotions and it was a uh, kind of kind of interesting to see him go through all of that stuff because i think we've seen performances like kind of similar to that from him before like his character in blade runner 2049 i thought was kind of similar in that way yeah I agree. but yeah i mean this it's a very tight ensemble there's not like a, t- a huge cast and i think that's it works in this film's favor the cast isn't really that large like jonathan groff was great ben aldridge was great uh, the little actress that played the daughter, I think it's Kirsten mm-hmm. Cooey. I think that was her name, or I, I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce her last name, at least. Right, right. And it's always it's as a as a Harry Potter fan, it's always exciting to see Rupert Grint in anything. Yeah. So I didn't even realize he was in this until like I saw him full fledged in the movie. I said, "Oh, oh hey," because <laughs> because I've been watching all the Harry Potters, you know, <laughs> lately. So it was it was a nice. Yeah, surprise. I guess like they have like a a relationship now because he's in that servant show on Apple TV Plus. 
oh, that yeah. M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. does. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that's that. That's another that's, good one. It is. Yeah, I heard I heard good things about that show. But um But yeah, all all yeah, those I, all those I, actors are great. Say so, I mean I, I was yeah. really impressed by the ensemble in general, just with the heavy material that they were given and they made it pretty believable. Just because mm-hmm. as a concept, you know, it's like, okay, it's kind of a wild concept to just give somebody. You're like, hey, uh, you either either one of you dies, uh, or everyone dies, pretty much. Maybe it's you know it could be real, it could be not. You know, it's kind of one of those things that plays with your skepticism. Like, are they telling the truth? Is this real? Is it just coincidental? Uh, Jordy, what did you think about some of the the concept of the movie? That's actually gonna be like my next question. Like, as far as do you think it was sort of believable the way they were doing it and the way they kind of edited it and shot everything, as far as like the end of the world kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's my my only like nitpick with the movie. Um, I think some of the the like plagues or the things that they were showing that like. Yeah prove or disprove like you know if they're telling the truth or not um i kind of wish they would have been restructured to almost add to kind of the dismissiveness that like you know the dads have and you know one of them is you know a a flu like breakout and Mm -hmm. you know andrew mentions you know we've been hearing about this for weeks I think like that being the first one would have been better because it's like, oh yeah, these people are just, you know, crazy and, you know, thinking this means something and almost building it up to like acts of God almost. I think the way, the order of the events that they're showing don't really lend to like a buildup per se. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my only nitpick is I wish there was more room at the beginning to be like, yeah, they, they're they not telling the truth or they're in like some doomsday cult where they just believe that, you know, if there's thunder, it's something crazy's happening. Right, right. Tyler, how about you as regarding like the concept and the way they were kind of, the way they shot all of that? Yeah, it was definitely a pretty interesting experience as a concept. It's uh, It definitely mm-hmm. plays, it, it definitely puts you in the shoes of these characters making these decisions i feel like over the course of the film like like if you were in the situation it would be really i feel like it would be pretty difficult to believe in it first of all and then having to make that sacrifice or someone in your group making that sacrifice is just a pretty like dark bleak concept in general uh, like which of my friend group or which of my people are going to have to die and if you know and if i do like, is it worth it in the end? Like, is it actually going to be, ha- you know, is it going to actually happen, you know, saving the world or whatever? I was actually really impressed by the filmmaking aspect, though, of this. I think as yeah. far as filmmaking on, like, a technical level, I think this is probably one of the best directed films that M. Night Shyamalan's ever done, just with the way that he experimented with different um, filmmaking techniques. And it was shot on 35 millimeter, I believe. And he was like playing around with different lenses. I'm, it's one of those things like I've, I've heard criticisms of the way that he shot the film. Cause he's definitely shot some films in the past kind of we- in weird ways. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that, that horribly filmed um, fight scene in, in glass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's he's, he's exper- he definitely likes to experiment and sometimes it does not work in his favor but i feel like it actually did work in his favor here with knock at the cabin 
I uh yeah I think the uh I think the cinematography the camera work was done really well all the framing and stuff like that was done really good especially when like the whole break in kind of happens too mm -hmm. uh you see things from a lot of different angles and lenses and a lot of the you know kind of far away shots it reminded me of us a little bit oh yeah you know when they're breaking breaking into like the house and all that and uh yeah I guess I guess another nitpick for me would just kind of be like. They don't really get to like a. They don't really get to like a why any of this is happening. They kind of just show up and expect people to be like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll I'll kill one of us," you know, to go along with your thing. And it's like I know that you're you're kind of showing what's happening, but it's like, why is all of this happening right, right. now? That's kind of what I was kind of struggling yeah, to really they, get. Do they ever explain how they, they find <laughs> them? Yeah, like I'd be curious yeah. to know. They say visions, but it's like okay. It's, well, that's, well, know, that's, well, like, that's why it's like oh yeah, sure. Like that, why I believe these? Why do I believe these people that they're telling the truth? Yeah, <laughs> like, I saw it in a vision. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and like you could have a vision of a cabin, but how do you know where yeah, it is? There's a lot of cabins. Yeah, it's like it's they're a, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think some of that could have been done a little better. It's not like the movie's long. The movie's about an hour and 40 minutes. And, uh, you know, so maybe, maybe there was like a little bit more time that could have been spent kind of, you know, showing more things with the, when it comes to the movie and stuff. But, I mean, that's small for me. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, now, before we get off the podcast here, I actually... Um, wanted to discuss some of the themes and the ending of the movie a little bit. So it is Monday, and uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you know, I guess turn off now and guess come back and finish the rest of the show when you do see the movie. Um, but yeah, it is Monday, a rare time when we do reviews on a Monday, but I was very sick this weekend. Uh, so thanks for your patience on the on the review. But yeah, I want to get into the ending and kind of comparisons to the books. I heard the 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 book ending is actually different, so I want to get into that. So spoiler warning for Knock at the Cabin in three, two, one. Um, okay, so the ending of the movie, uh, it wasn't really like a jarring ending. It was kind of like Jonathan Groff's character was like, no, I think they all kind of they all die. The four people. They all they all die and poor Batista. I was like, oh no, not Batista. But then like he, you know, they all killed themselves, I guess, and uh, you know, because they never made a choice. Uh, but then before everything kind of ended, ended, Jonathan Groff was like, I believe them. They were the four the you know, what was it, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And then he he dies and then I guess everything is saved and that was pretty much it. I was kind of like the ending. I was like, okay, I mean, cool. You know, we're, it was nothing. We're really... all saved except for Jonathan. Yeah, Ruff, I it guess. was. <laughs> it was nothing really big about it, but I was. I guess I was just expecting like a, a much more bigger ending. I would say, I, but it's um, the M, it's the M Night yeah, Shyamalan. I, I will say, it was like we know M Night Shyamalan for his twists. Yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> I, and I will say, I thought all the times when they had to get killed were just crazy. Like the first time when Rupert Grint's the first one to go, I thought that was like, that was the way that's shot and done, which is so, that's that took me out of it. Cause I was like, oh, holy shit. You know, it was so out of left field. They just all stabbed them with their weird little apocalypse <laughs> <Yeah>. weapons. <laughs> so that was, pre that was done pretty well. So yeah, but the for the most part, the movie kind of just, sense so uh what did you guys think about the ending i'll start with you julie yeah i mean i liked it i did I, it missed like 
some sort of like punch, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Jonathan Groff's character does kind of throughout the course. I mean, he gets a concussion at the very beginning. So he mm-hmm. kind of is starting to believe them. And like he says, he sees like a vision of somebody behind one of them at a point. But it's like he's very concussed. So maybe that's <laughs> why. Um, I, yeah, I think that maybe there could have been one more flashback of their history together to maybe, I don't know, make another point of, I don't know, him wanting to sacrifice for their family or mm-hmm. I don't know, just one other little like tidbit basically. Um, I I had also at a point, um, the other dad, he mentions that, you know, he kind of has given up on humanity and like the world's kind of like gone to shit anyways in his own like poetic kind of way he says it. And I didn't, there wasn't a point in the story before that that alluded to that really. So I think that kind of would have been something to have touched on a little bit more and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, made the whole ending a little bit more poetic uh, compared to the book end that I just read the, the ending, not the actual book. But I don't know if I prefer an ending. The The book is a little bleaker than this one. Yeah. What happened in the book? Because so now in, I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> so in the book, I guess what happens is when accidentally gets shot and she dies. What? Yeah. And they, the dads are like, well, shouldn't this count because she's now dead? But because mm. it wasn't it wasn't their sacrifice. They didn't willi- like willingly sacrifice her. It doesn't count. So they're you see, both- that's the bullshit when it comes to all this <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. Doesn't count, sacrifice. It doesn't count. <laughs> so then, you know, I think it's like they end carrying her body out or something. I think um, Sabrina is that the one. Yeah, she's still with them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot sadder of yeah. uh, ending, which I'm kind of glad they changed because I don't really know if I wanted to see that cute little girl die on yeah, screen. Would have been yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd rather the movie ending. It's, I guess. I guess it's yeah. tough because both endings have big strengths and weaknesses to them. Yeah. 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 True. 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 What did you think about the ending, Tyler? I, I like I said, I'm kind of torn because like there's parts of both endings that I think are good, and parts of it that I mm-hmm. am not like uber excited about because the book ending is kind of a bit more ambiguous. As far as like, oh crap, well, what's going to happen to them since they're just like, nah, well, we'll just see what happens. Hope for the best book ends. Maybe yeah. the world ends. Maybe it doesn't. You know, it's cut, you know, it's left to the interpretation of, or I guess the imagination of the people's mind. Mm-hmm. Whereas the one that we have in the film is much more straightforward. It's like apocalypse averted. Jonathan Groff is dead. So, <laughs> so um, I thought it was fine. It's, I mean, I, I guess it would have been frustrating probably for most general audiences if they did kind of change the endings a bit to be more like the book and left it kind of more Mm open-ended just because that's you know people be frustrated it's like ah well we don't know if there's if it's if it was all true or not Mm -hmm. yeah i yeah from so from what i'm hearing now i think i i like what they did here i guess um but yeah I did also too like in the movie they were alluding to something with Jonathan Groff's character about him kind of being one of them too but they don't kind of really go anywhere with that too much so I guess that was kind of something that I would wanted to see like they kept alluding that he was like having visions himself too so I thought that was kind of interesting the way they were doing that 
Um, and personally, I kind of wanted him to survive over the other one. You know, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I overall, I thought the movie was really, really solid. Um, it's the first movie to beat out Avatar this weekend. So yeah. hooray for that. For Brady. For not gonna... Yeah. 80 for <laughs> oh Brady, God. too. That got second place. <laughs> it, was, it was a, it was a oh, flash uh... finish. Oh, my God. Um, I'm happy okay. Guess that is it, everyone. That is our review for Knock at the Cabin. Thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll go around, get everyone social media. So start with you, Jordy. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on all social media at Jordy Reviews It. All right, and Tyler. Yeah, you can look up my name on YouTube for my YouTube channel, Tyler Calvert Reviews, Rankings, a bunch of other stuff. I have reviews for Knock at the Cabin and 80 for Brady, just to put that out there. I love me some 80 for Brady as well as Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> and uh, Twitter and Instagram, oh and it's Tyler Calvert. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Tyler and Jordy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.